This morning, it's a real honor to hand the pulpit over to my esteemed elder, Steve Seitz. And I say that seriously. This, this is something I was talking with Steve about this morning, that, that uh, I, actually, I actually respect my elders. And it means a lot to me to have the founding pastor here to lead us in worship with his offering of the sermon message. And I want to honor that by giving him plenty of time to talk to you. But Steve, I just I want you to know that many of these folks are gathered here just to see you. Now, hopefully they'll keep coming. <laughs> but uh, we especially are grateful because this legacy that you built for the glory of God continues on. And it is a real privilege to have you back. Come back anytime. You're always welcome. And it's an honor to sit under your teaching now as you come to share with us. Someone asked me how I felt <clears throat> coming back to Shiloh. And I said, I think I'm going to feel overwhelmed. And, and truly, it's a, it's a blessing to stand here with you. And I appreciate Dan's invitation to come back, come back home. Uh, this was home for many years, and it still feels like home. And seeing you all only adds to that, and I can't begin to tell you how thrilled I am that you have the pastor that you have. Let me share with you God's Word <clears throat> from the 26th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, beginning in chapter, the beginning in verse 26, and forgive me, any mistakes I make today are these glasses' faults. While Jesus and the disciples were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many, for many, for the forgiveness of sins." I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Some years back, Barb and I were going into the Los Bravos restaurant that was one of my favorite places to eat. We were going in, and there was a couple who were former Shiloh members, and they were coming out, and they stopped to tell us about their little granddaughter who attended Promised Land Preschool. And so we stood just outside the door, and Grandma and Grandpa told us that their little granddaughter had been telling them that the preschool kids went into the sanctuary for their uh, weekly story from one of the pastors, and that pastor that week happened to be me. And she was quite impressed with uh, the big book uh, that the pastor used as he told them that the book contained thousands upon thousands of words and that one of the most important words in that big book, which was the dictionary, was the word thanks. Well, since the grandparents knew at least two of the pastors here, uh, they asked, well, which one of the pastors was it that talked to you? And granddaughter said she didn't know. And so grandpa, thinking that he'd try to describe one of the pastors, and, and maybe that had helped them know which one of the pastors spoke to the kids, 
So David said, um, was the pastor heavy? And the granddaughter says, I don't know, we didn't pick him up. <laughs> well, today on this special day, on this All Saints Sunday, and on this Sunday where we again celebrate Holy Communion, I don't want to talk to you about being heavy, although I'm eminently qualified to do so. Rather, what I'd talk about and ask that you would hear would be giving thanks. Uh, on this most solemn occasion in the life of Jesus, he found it possible to be thankful to God. I mean, despite the agony of the cross that was before him, despite the agony of the cross that was in his immediate future, this scripture took place on a Thursday. Holy Thursday. Maundy Thursday. And that's followed by Good Friday. Jesus' crucifixion. But on this solemn occasion, he found it possible to thank God. Despite the agony of the cross in his immediate future, the Lord Jesus was still able to offer thanks to God. And I can only conclude that he was able to do that surely because he had developed an attitude, a habit, if you will, of giving thanks in the midst of all things and at all times. And I'd remind myself and you this morning that all of us would be, uh, would be better off. It would work greatly in our favor if we would uh, follow our leader and, uh, in being thankful. Regardless of what we've been through in our lives, regardless of the heartaches, and no doubt many of us have experienced that, regardless of that, we still have many things for which to be thankful. Uh, Jesus sat at the table. It was the Passover meal that he sat there with them uh, enjoying that night. We, it has been translated into the Lord's Supper uh, in this day and age. Uh, but in that time, uh, they were celebrating uh, uh, a, a very important ritual to the Hebrews. And Jesus just absolutely filled it full of new meaning. And, and, and in this prayer, uh, in the, the blessing of the, of the elements of bread and wine, Jesus, he, he gave God thanks. He gave God thanks uh, for his past, for his present, and for his future. And, and I'm still unsure exactly how he did that because there have been times in my life, my friends, when they're just, in spite of how I felt blessed, it, it was just difficult to be able to come out and say the words to God. But Jesus gave thanks for his past. Um, it has taken quite a while, but um, uh, I've been able to give God thanks for my past also. But as Jesus contemplated dying on the cross, he offered thanks to God. And, and, and maybe he was thanking God for, uh, for God's provisions up to that point in time in his life. Or, or maybe he was thanking God that in God's love for his creation that, uh, that he instituted a plan of redemption that anyone who would, who would dare to side up with God could come to know eternal life. 
And in our day, of course, that would be through Jesus Christ. Or maybe he was grateful for God's divine protection, for, for all of those over the eons and eons of years who, who faithfully served God, for the prophets, and, and before them, for the judges and the patriarchs, and for his apostles. He was thanking God for all of those who were in his past. And if nothing else, Jesus was thanking God that God was simply always there. Just God's abiding presence. Uh, I, I, I swear to goodness, folks, uh, there, there's just hardly anything that will give you more security in your soul than just knowing that God is with you. Now, with some exceptions, uh, I, I know hardly anything about your past, uh, but I do certainly know about mine. And honestly, it's difficult to be grateful for some of it. Because while there was no doubt a lot of good things, a lot of good events in my life, there also unfortunately have been those not so good things, those not so good events in my life, not so good behavior. But if we're going to follow the leadership of the Lord, it follows that each of us can find many things for which we can express our thanks to God. I mean, He's done so much for us, so much. We can be thankful for the struggles even, for the sacrifices of those who are humanly responsible for the great spiritual heritage that we share today. We can be thankful for the prophets. We can be thankful for the apostles. We can be thankful for the pioneer missionaries. We can be thankful for godly parents, our grandparents in my case, who led me to faith in Jesus Christ. We can be thankful for them. We can be thankful for those who are spiritually responsible for leading us to the throne of grace. And significantly, I can't emphasize this enough, we can thank God that His divine forgiveness is available to all of us who have a past which is marked with our failure to live obedient lives. Believe me when I say I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made in the past. I'm sorry for the sin I committed. I'm sorry for, uh, for the boneheaded uh, decisions that I've made over the, over the course of years. But I'm so grateful to God this morning. And I give Him my thanks that He provided a way for me that despite my past, I can thank Him for forgiveness. But what about the present, you say? What about Jesus in, in that present day, on that Thursday evening as He celebrated the Passover meal? we can be certain that Jesus gave God thanks. And He was living and laboring with a conscious awareness of the abiding presence of God. The Bible tells us uh, at Jesus' baptism and then on the Mount of Transfiguration that two of those times, the people who were gathered, they, they heard words from God in heaven. And He said, This is My Son whom I love. With Him, I'm well pleased. My gosh, I don't know that it gets any better than that. I absolutely don't know that it can get any better than that. To know that there's a God in heaven who not only knows us, but loves us. Jesus had come to earth on a mission. A mission that would involve teaching and, and healing and, and giving His life as a ransom for, for people, for any people who would accept Him. And now at this stage in Jesus' life, he's nearing the very end 
of the completion of, of, of his mission. And he feels compelled to say thanks to God because of the joy of accomplishment. Who of us who hasn't accomplished something that we never thought possible can't remember how gratified we felt that it was over. We did it. We've, it's past us now. My gosh. I'm so grateful for that. And if, if the past is where we learn the hard lessons of life, and if the future is where we apply those lessons, what those lessons have taught us, then today on this Holy Communion Sunday, this day when we get to see one another again, we haven't seen one another for a while, this day as we partake of the elements of Christ's body and blood, you and I should search for those things in our contemporary experiences that can cause us to be thankful. Uh, what would our lives be like if we'd never known the Christ? What would it be like? We thought we knew it all, didn't we? We thought we had it all together. And about the time we started sashaying around, things started falling apart, didn't they? What would our lives be like if we had never come to know Jesus? I'd invite you to, to join me. Take a quick inventory. Uh, evaluate the differences in your life now because of Jesus. In, uh, evaluate the differences in, uh, that, that Jesus has made to enrich your life and to improve your life, to enlarge our, our total human experience. My goodness, I'm so very grateful for the friendships, for the relationships that, uh, that, that, that you have blessed Barb and I with here in this congregation. It's, uh, it's just absolutely... Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I feel kind of overwhelmed this morning. But I'm grateful for that. Uh, um, and in a few minutes when we, when we come to the Lord's table, I, I hope I can encourage you to, uh, each of us, express your thanks to God. Past, presence, and future. Did the Lord offer thanks to God for his future? Yep, you bet he did. He offered thanks for his past, his present, his future, and you and I should follow the leader and do the same. We should do the same. With knowing what was immediately in Jesus' future, he was going to be betrayed. In fact, at this point in time, he had already been betrayed by Judas. Tomorrow he would be denied. Actually, that night he was denied by Peter. He denied him three times, even cursing. I don't know the man. I don't know him. And then a mock trial and a painful crucifixion. In spite of all of that, do you think Jesus was anticipating returning to his Father? I do. I sure do. I believe this was, was symbolized even by the, by the emblems that were before them that night, bread and wine. I think it's uh, ex exhibited here for you and I today with this bread and grape juice, I'm assuming. Um, because they're, they're emblematic of, of Jesus and what He means in our lives. The bread, of course, represents His body. The incarnation, Him being born into the world. And the wine, of course, symbolizing his blood. 
The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And we can thank God that He did that on our behalf. One of my favorite chapters, I, I have several favorite verses, but one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible is, is the Gospel of John, chapter 17. Um, it, it's a prayer that Jesus prayed, and in that prayer, He, he prays for Himself. Uh, that he can honor God by going through what he's going to go through. And he prays for his disciples. He said, I'm leaving this world, but they're not. He said, protect them from the evil one. Not in this particular passage that I read you, but other places. Protect them from the evil one. And he also prayed for me and you. Did you know that? In that 17th chapter of John's Gospel, he prayed for those who would come to faith in Jesus Christ from hearing from the apostles on down through the apostolic age. And you and I have heard that message. And I don't know who was responsible for leading you to faith in Christ, but by golly, somebody did. And it isn't always a pastor. But I remember those prayers. Jesus was thankful, my friends. He was thankful for what his life and, and his teachings and his ministry and what his sacrificial and substitutionary death and his glorious resurrection was going to mean for those who would follow him. The writer, whoever it was that wrote the letter to the Hebrews, tells us that it was for the joy. It was a joy for the... the <laughs> The joy that was set before him that he endured the cross, scorning its shame. If any of you are suffering from low self-esteem this morning, my friends, all you have to think is that you are so vitally important to God. So vitally important to God. He loved you enough that he would experience death on a cross for you. So, it isn't always fun looking at our past. Sometimes even our present isn't that much fun. But our future with Jesus Christ in our life, my friends, is worth all of life and more. And Jesus Christ, our leader, had developed the habit of being thankful. He gave verbal expression to God and to others of this, of this attitude, this inward attitude of gratitude that he had. And so I encourage you to to join me as I continue to follow our leader and to be thankful for a forgiven past and a grateful present and a hopeful future. Let me pray, please. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning very humbled. Humbled that you would love me enough to give yourself for me. Humbled because I know there's times in my failing uh, that you still loved me and you were patient with me. I pray, dear God, that each of us would encourage one another and that we would be reminded by this passage of Scripture to give thanks to God. I pray, Lord, in the days and weeks ahead that this world, this community would be a better place because of you in us and us in the world. Hear my prayers, Lord. I pray them as unselfishly as I know how, and I do so in the name of Christ. Amen.